Cloud. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. All right, Jim. So the uh, Gopher women's basketball team, they got beat last night. And they lost to Michigan State. Uh, I know they're playing without Mara Braun. Bad first half. Uh, your thoughts in this program? Well, yeah, bad first half. Uh, and they really, I mean, they missed, like, immediately missed three makeable shots. Uh, two of them, there were bunnies. And they really never got the three-point game going. Second half, they played better. They made a, a run. Shanae Sanders had probably her, her best game as a gopher, which is, I guess, something of a ray of hope. But, you know, it was, I mean, still a very promising group of players, still a very promising coach. But, you know, they were an average Big Ten team when they had their best player, and now they don't have their best player. And without her, they're, they they have, you know, Mara wasn't having the best shooting season she, she has ever had or ever will have. I think she's going to end up being a great shooter and a great scorer. But, you know, when you have a threat like that, it does open things up a little bit. It opens the lane up, and it opens up other three-point shooters. And you can see without that threat out there, um, Michigan State can kind of do whatever they want defensively. The Gopher men are going to play Michigan State at home tonight. Uh, Gopher men are 5-5, five and five, Michigan State 6-5. and five. Two teams met a couple of weeks ago. Michigan State won that game. Um, both teams seem to be playing pretty well right now. Your thoughts on tonight's matchup? Yeah, it's one of the many important games, you know, games that are now important on their schedule. They're playing against somebody they can beat if they play really well. Uh, they're playing against another team that's kind of in the middle of the pack and vying for an NCAA tournament bid. Um, you know, one of the things that, honestly, one of the things I don't like about college sports, uh, you know, is we don't have any idea exactly what the Gophers have to do to get to the tournament. I mean, we're talking about our perception of the perception of a group of people we don't know. You know, we don't know how they're going to make this decision. The Gophers had a very uh, easy non-conference schedule, so they're not going to get many points there. So, but we we don't know exactly where they need to finish in the Big Ten or how, whether they need a signature victory or if they have to get a certain number of victories to, to make the tournament. It kind of drives me crazy. Um, it's just an absolute mystery what they need to do. But winning at home against Michigan State would be a, a nice boost to that effort. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you look at the uh, the non-conference schedule and a loss to Missouri certainly doesn't help. Um, and the strength of schedule, I suppose. But I think I Fair saw way. that uh, if, if you finish 10-10 and 10 in the Big Ten, since the, the Big Ten switched to 20-game conference schedule, that all but one team has made the tournament with um, a 10-10 and 10 record. So I, I don't know if that means anything. If you get to 11 wins, you're almost for sure in. So, I mean, of the 10 games they've got left, five minimum, six for sure gets you in? Is that, does that make any sense, Jim? That, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, it still drives me crazy that we don't really know. I mean, um, the, the committee can still decide to do whatever it wants to do. But, yeah, that's – I mean, I thought coming into the season, being 500 of the Big Ten would be a major breakthrough for this team, especially since, you know, they lost uh, battle and they didn't and they lost the number one recruit they've ever had. Uh, so, I, I think this is an impressive run. I think it's an impressive season they're having. I just don't have the – I just don't have any idea how the, uh, you know – the committee's going to view it. But yeah, they, if they can get to 11 wins, they're probably in. That's probably the way, right way to look at it. If they, look, if they get to 10 and 10, then the only way to keep, the only rational way to keep them out is by citing strength of schedule. Jim, looking at some other things going on, the Timberwolves are going to play Chicago tonight. 
Um, certainly, they they their, one of their goals was to get Coach Finch into the All-Star game as the coach for that game. They've been able to do that. Chicago's a team, they just lost Zach Levine for the year, right? So, I mean, this should be an opportunity to get a road victory. Yes, uh, this is just another, you know, mid-season maturity test. They should win this game. Um, and, you know, there's really not much margin for error anymore uh, with the way the Clippers are playing, the way the Nuggets are playing lately, the way Oklahoma City's playing. So, you know, any any victory can keep you up number one. Uh, two-game losing streak might put you in the four seed. So, you know, this is just a test of their grit and maturity. Can they take this game seriously enough? Can, and now they're on a, you know, they're on a, on the road here uh, before the All Star game. They're gonna have to. They're just gonna have to keep winning at a very high pace to stay number one. They might even have to keep winning at a high pace to stay uh, in the top four. Um, and then, so they should win tonight. And if they don't, then you know they're going to be in some jeopardy of sliding the standings. Jim, uh, we certainly have plenty of time before the uh, the NFL draft, uh, but the Vikings still got a lot of question marks. Certainly Kirk Cousins, that's the big one. Uh, as far as their first-round pick, do you think quarterback is something they're looking at, and do you think they would consider trading up? And if so, how far would you need to get to to get the quarterback you want, and what would you have to give up to get there? Uh, you just asked a series of like eight questions that nobody <laughs> that nobody knows the answer to. Yeah. And it's fun. It's, it's great stuff to talk about. It's great speculation. Let's just not pretend anybody actually knows right now. Uh, so with that as the context that nobody really knows what they're going to do, uh, they want their own quarterback. And, and I think it's the past is always such great instruction for what might happen in the future, right? Last year, they wanted Anthony Richardson. They were willing to trade up to get him, and he was gone. And they had no chance of doing so. Um, you know, the the hot internet rumor right now is they're going to trade way up and take Drake May. Uh, that is about the only thing I don't see happening. It's possible, but but that one doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, you know, I think, and I also this is a team that uh, you know. Do they have the assets? Are they willing to give up everything it would take to trade up to like two or three or four? Do the teams up there, are the teams up there willing to trade or that do they want to take those quarterbacks? Um, for all the speculation we're going to put out there for the next few months, I think if the right quarterback is there at 11, they're simply going to take him, right? If the quarterback they really want slides past like three or four, then that's where I think they would try to jump up during the draft and get the guy they want. Um, and, but here's the, and here's the problem with evaluating all this and speculating about all this. Right now, we don't know which quarterback they really like. They were at the Senior Bowl. You know, um, I mean, they might be thinking, hey, we, we might be able to trade in back into the first round at the end of, you know, at the end of the first round to get McCarthy or Penix, you know. Um, we just don't know what their what their board looks like, uh, but there there are so many good quarterbacks. There's so there's gonna be so much fluctuation that I think they're gonna come out of this draft with a their future quarterback taken in the first two rounds. I just don't have any idea how it's gonna transpire. Jim, so do they have a, the eleventh pick in the second round? And if that is the case, do you is there you know like McCarthy or Penix? Is there any chance they could be there at that spot? I mean, 
again, we're talking about speculation about speculation, right? We're talking about we're reading mock drafts done by people who might be 100% wrong about everything. Um, I, I always tell the story that when I was an NFL beat writer, uh, I had a Super Bowl winning general manager one year help me with my mock draft. It was the worst mock draft I ever did. He got everything wrong because, it, you know, it, you just don't know. Nobody knows what other teams are actually going to do. You know, there's so much disinformation out there. Um, so anything can happen. Anything can happen at this point. I would, you know, knowing the way the Vikings beat works, uh, I'm guessing sometime in the next month and a half, we'll have a pretty reliable leak that, hey, this is the guy they really like. Last year, about a week before the draft, it became very clear that they loved Anthony Richardson. They did not like Hendon Hooker. Uh, despite a lot of reporting around the country that they liked Hendon Hooker, that was absolutely wrong. So there's so much disinformation out there. Um, and until we know who they like, it's really hard to figure out what they would do to get that player. Jim, so the Eagles are going to open the season in Brazil. Um, we don't know who they're going to play yet, but they'll be the home team in a game in Brazil. It, it, for somebody who started covering the NFL in 1989, and it was a mom-and-pop league, and uh, it felt like you were covering the corner grocery, grocery store, it, it's stunning what the, where the league has gone and the popularity, and the, and the fact that the popularity increases no matter what supposed controversy is going to be taking it down or knocking it down a notch. It's, it's a world, it's, it's by far the most popular sport in North American history. And they would like it to be the most, (laughs) they would like to expand their reach. Um, You know, I mean, you know, England has shown some interest in the NFL, but it really hasn't made a splash, but there are, maybe there are other countries that will just jump all over it. Jim, uh, Patrick Mahomes trying to win another Super Bowl. Tom Brady certainly has kind of set the bar at this point. Um, he was asked about, uh, you know, he says Brady's legacy and he's still far off from Brady. Certainly that's a good way to approach it. Do you think that there's, you know, is is Mahomes a long way away from Brady as far as what he's accomplished? I mean, if you, if you look at what Brady did, it's really hard to compare the two. Uh, Brady's first Super Bowl was won by the Patriots defense, and Brady just made a couple of nice plays on the last drive in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Uh, He was a game manager quarterback in his first Super Bowl victory. Then later in his career, he became the driving force for Patriots success, as we saw when he left, right? Um, But he still was paired with a Hall of Fame defensive, uh, one of the greatest defensive coaches of all time in Belichick, and they also lost some Super Bowls in there. Mahomes at 28 is more impressive than Brady was at this stage of his career. But Brady had such a great closing rush that, you know, you don't know that for Mahomes to match Brady's resume, not he's going to have to continue to be great. His team is going to have to continue to be great around him and he's going to have to stay healthy. Um, in a, and he's going to have to continue beating a lot of great teams and great quarterbacks in a very stacked conference. So, you know, the future is always hard to predict. I just, that's why I, so often when it comes to these kinds of debates, I say, if you want to, if you want to talk facts, you have to say that Brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time. It just, that's what the resume says. If you want to go by eye test context, uh, ability to do everything you would want a quarterback to do, I'll take Mahomes. I think he can do everything Brady did. I think he can do a lot of things Brady couldn't do. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, Good Dawn of Sports is up today. 
Uh, special guest, LaTroy Hawkins, the former twin, now twin special advisor. LaTroy is one of my favorites. Uh, had a lot, a lot of fun talking with him. Uh, we have a good Viking update show with Jack Krasinski talking through all these quarterback scenarios and what's realistic, what's not. Uh, and everything's at talknorth.com or at your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, once again today, brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud. News from ABC's next on WJON.